Oh, sorry about that. I got caught up watching something, and I just looked at the clock. I thought I had a half hour, but I had four minutes over. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Everything Go show. Um, again, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm late. I, I'm watching something on uh, Rumble. It's um, it's more great news. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> the news gets better every day. Gotta tell you, you know that song I read uh, by the Beatles. I I read the news today. Oh boy, you know some lucky man hit, hit the grave. You know he was uh, something something happened to him in a car. Anyway, it's amazing how we are seeing uh, more and more unfold, and yet. And yet, the government of Canada, oh, Canada, <laughs> our home and native casket, you know, they will bring you a basket. Hi, Tony. Good evening, everyone. Hey, how are you doing, Space Odyssey? I, I'm going to play this through what I was watching. I'm going to try to backtrack and find the, um, the, uh, the military aspect. They're forecasting. They are forecasting that in um, five years from the stupid shit that they gave everybody, um, that uh, there's not going to be a military in America to protect it. Imagine that. This, this is basically eliminating, this is creating suicide for the United States. It's 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 beyond beyond belief what we're seeing here in regard to um, uh, the potential invasion of America because they won't have the military personnel to defend the country. I thought, isn't that just dandy? Canada relies on the American American military to protect it because we sure as shit don't have one. You know, what we got is a couple of Canadians in a rowboat and a canoe. And that's about the extent of our, our military. And it's a sad state of affairs because this is where we are at today in this country. Because, um, you know, hey, how you doing? Uh, look at that. Kimberlina made it. Yay. <laughs> Woo-hoo. <laughs> so I, I was the one late. I was watching something and... and uh, I got sucked into it. Tonight's show is going to be all over the place in regarding to uh, the horseshit of reality. That's why I'm, I'm actually calling it today, the horseshit of reality, because we're not really in any real, real reality. We're living some sort of insanity, to be honest with you. It's so un-effing believable that not only is this going on, but they made a comment in this too that they have tried to get the established safety um, people in charge overseeing the safety of these injections and the bio, and nobody wanted to see the data. Israel has got the most damning data on these injections, and nobody wants to look at it. Nobody. The numbers are probably underreported by a hundred. By a hundred. They're saying, I've, I've seen doctors state 
in several occasions that we have about 2.8 billion people on the planet that have been terminated or have been um, uh, have been damaged. Now, the one the, uh, report from a doctor was saying that because some of these things had heated up and basically decomposed before they got the injection, those who've taken the first ones possibly may have dodged a bullet because what happened was the components had negated uh, itself. So those who've taken the first shot may have gotten either a saline solution or an inert product. That's a possibility. I'm not trying to offer any false hope here, but more and more is coming out in some of the stuff that, again, initially we didn't have this information. But even so, you've got nanotechnology and genetics inside that is going to have some impact on you. And what that impact is going to be, I haven't a clue. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he was watching something, and I explained to him that's where I got the idea to build the tech that I built. And um, the... Um, I said the problem we have here isn't the nano part of it. The nano part of it we can disengage. It's the genetic part of it that I don't fully quite get. I haven't, and I said I have an idea on how to possibly remove this, but like I said, it would require some uh, intense magnetic field and a high static uh, uh, surge to again to burn out the program. But again, that's all theory. Because what we're seeing today with all these doctors and these jackasses out there with their what they think they know, what they know about the nano, none of them got it right yet. And they're all so stuck on the graphene. It it's just amazes me how stupid they really are. The one thing you have to realize with doctors and the medical establishment today, the allopathic field, it is full of shit on the highest level. In the last hundred years, probably from 1920 to the current time we're in right now, there hasn't been any real cures done by the medical at all, at all. They've never cured cancer. They couldn't. They can't even cure the common cold. The polio vaccine actually produced cancer. Didn't it? Didn't stop polio either. <clears throat> what stopped polio wasn't the polio shot. It was the environment that got cleaned up. And that's been the case throughout history. We clean up our environment and diseases go away. Simple as that. Simple as that. But the doctors would have you think that they're God or the messengers of God. Most of them couldn't tie their shoe with Velcro. And a lot of them are prescribing drugs rather than giving you true solutions in order to fix your bodies. So I'm watching this thing and I'm just shaking my head because so many people, I get emails now and so many people forgot three years ago what the AstraZeneca injection was doing and the Janssen and Janssen injection was doing. So how many of you still remember the, the end result of those people who got the shot and those people who got, came around those people who got the, the uh, shot? Okay, because it was a shot. It was a, a bioweapon shot. And how many people remember what was transpiring? A lot of people forgot. A lot of people forgot. If you're one of those people that forgot, let me remind you what happened. Those people who took the jab believing that this was going to do something wound up infecting other women that came within their proximity. And even if there wasn't another woman, let's say a guy 
came across the woman that got the jab and went home to his wife. His wife got the side effect. And this was, this was validated, the concept of the jumping. I had a guy write to me because he heard some guy said that the jumping was bullshit. It amazes me. It amazes me that there's, there's historical proof all over the place that these injections not only shed, but they can be transferred just through your pores, through, through porosity. And I've had people contact me, you know, of late, you know, while well, they've had sexual contact with other people that have been injected. To me, in my mind, why in the blazes would you even engage? Yeah, I, I understand sex. I understand the pleasures of sex, the endorphin release and the and the connection and everything that goes along with it. But still, you know, why would you why would you in, in, even think of um, jumping on somebody's bones that's been jabbed? I spoke to one cancer doctor from John Hopkins a few years who actually said vaccines. Yeah, they were the criminal. It's true. When they came out with the polio vaccine, there's actually uh, a guy named Dr. Uh, Trent in Michigan that pulled up the data that when they made the polio injection, there was a nurse, not a nurse, a doctor there, a female doctor, that decided to run one more check to make sure everything was fine. And when she took one sample, found there were live culture in the injection, when she reported it, they removed her from the staff. They purposely set out to spread cancer among my generation or the generation that uh, I'm from, that era of time. These shots are all fucked, every one of them. You know, how can you even be interested in someone that stupid? Well, you know, sometimes pheromones play a role in that. And sometimes, you know, when you get a whap of pheromones, uh, it can cause you to lose your mind a little bit. All of a sudden, you know, things get stimulated, blood flow, nitric oxide activation. All of a sudden, you know, either the woman is lubricated or the guy's erected and away you want to go. You know, it's just the way it works sometimes. You know, it um, sometimes, you know, it's just, a, it's just the fact that you may have been alone for a long time. Is it fine? You find someone has some interest in you or you have some interest in somebody. So I get that and I understand that. You know, been there, done that, you know. You know, I could write a book about it. That's why I'm saying today, for the women especially, keep them crossed. Nobody can get in if the legs are crossed, right? <laughs> Not that I know of anyway. And for the guys, keep it packed. You know, if you're, if you can engage, then it should be permanent. That's simple. And there should be a commitment to each other that you're not involved yourself with any kind of bioweapon insertion you know you ha it has to be that way and, and again i'm, I'm not um <laughs> see you don't have nothing to worry about there golf eyes <laughs> nobody's gonna be able to come in knock knock no th legs are crossed can't come in <laughs> we gave already <laughs> When you ever, ever take a look at ever take a look at our prime minister, the way he crosses his legs, balls are missing. <laughs> <Can say. laughs> I think my hubby would. Well, if your hubby, that's different. I mean, when the hubby's there, legs are not crossed, right? Wide open. Hey, 
Come on out. Come on down. You're the next contestant on Slider In. I, we all get that. I understand that. You know, that's that's normal. And that should be that way. But, you know, today, that whole idea of dipping your stick and checking the oil, that's, that's, those days are done. Those days are done. That, like I said, that's like playing Russian roulette by having five bullets in the chamber and one empty. That's how bad, that's, that's what this is doing. And like I said, um, uh, okay, I, he's, he's unvaxxed. I told him no more nookie ever if he got the shot. Um, he's unvaxxed, smart man. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> the legs are crossed and he's knocking on the door and he's got the jab and he can't come in. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, you know, how many remember the Janssen and Janssen? Or the AstraZeneca? That's been so forgotten. Remember, I did an interview with a nurse from the UK that took the jab. She said it was taking over her body. She could feel it taking over her body. And then the second jab they were going to give her, they, they were mixing the AstraZeneca with the Janssen and Janssen. It's the same shit today. Oh, you got the Johnson Johnson. Okay, we'll give you the Moderna. Oh, the third one, we'll give you the Pfizer. You know, and how many times it's safe? It's so safe. It's safe. Yeah, it'll stop the spread. Ooh, <laughs> how's that working out? You know, five gen five generations later. Now, where are we at now? I think we're past the monkeypox. You know, we went from uh, Corona. You know, from fish and bats and bat shit to COVID, which is just an acronym to the, uh, what was it, the Lambda, and then we had another one, and then we had another one, and then we had another one. Wow, this stuff is doing a real fine job <laughs> stopping the spread. This, again, if anybody has a functioning brain cell, even one, even one can figure out if this shot really worked and stopped this virus from happening then there would have been no more mutations. The virus would have caved in on itself and you would have been protected. But instead, you got operating systems and programs and God knows what else, and DNA and genetics and nanobots and frequencies activation going on in a person. And when you hear these guys talking, they're saying what I've been saying for a long time, that all it takes is a switch and you're dead. What they put inside of people was a kill switch. And the WEF, the, the warring elite F-tards, want to curtail the populations because they have a chart and a graph, and you'll see this in here as well, where they're basing their whole um, assertion and ideology based on the data that they've gotten in, in, in corresponding with population growth and, and resources. And again, that report is only as good as the data you put into it. So what we're seeing primarily, there is again, a reason to bring the population down and because of resources, that's the excuse. My, my question has been, if they're so eager to reduce the population, how come they're not leading the charge? How come they're not saying, hey, okay, I'm going to take the shot and die? 
how come they're not lined up in the suicide chambers that they call a hospital in order to take the shot? Why are they not leading the charge? They want everybody else to die except them. Who are them? What are them? You know, um, the resources that we have on the planet can sustain everybody. We have more than enough, but the problem we have is we have a control group that isn't, it isn't allowing the resources to be released because it's all tied to profit. Why is it in Ethiopia and some of the uh, Northern African countries that have, that they found oil reserves deep into their country that could also supply the oil supply? Why? Because standard oil would lose money. The United States dollar would start to drop because we got more oil than, you know, th that we could also spread throughout the planet that could supply the planet. So that would weaken the dollar. That's why we don't have uh, the resources because they, they, again, shut them down. It's all bullshit. How is it that the United States government can, and Canadian government will pay farmers not to grow food because it will destabilize the pricing? Why are, we, why are we growing genetically engineered food? Because the genetically engineered food reduces the food production and causes genetic damage to the person. So this is, this is again, a lot of bullshit that they're propagating. And then why are we going into an electric car when we have more than enough inadequate oil to last us 100 years? We're racing to build a... a um, an explosive fire hazard driving down the highway. Imagine there are two people getting in a collision at 60 miles an hour, 100 kilometers an hour, and hit each other with those batteries. It's, it's complete incineration. The heat that would come from those vehicles, they were worried about turbine engines back in the 50s because turbine engines, when they released an exhaust, if someone was standing behind a car, could, not, could literally wind up having their legs removed from them because of the heat. But with today's technology and the materials we have today, that heat now could be rerouted into some other venue in order to turn another turbine, for instance, to produce a self-sustaining vehicle. You know, for instance, if you have a water turbine with another turbine for, for energy or electricity, it, the car is self-sustained. The car would not need to have fuel. Every every so often, you would run you know, some tap water into the tank. It would turn it into steam and, and push either a, a turbine to to move the vehicle. And the cars wouldn't move very quickly. And their argument is, well, in the winter times, it may not work. Well, in the winter winter, you've got the uh, heat in the from the from the exhaust more than enough to keep the car running. But the but and they've had that technology. They have had that technology. Airplane engines or jet engines are basically a giant turbine. It's what they really are. So when we're looking at all this bullshit about we don't we have we don't have the resource. It's not that we don't have the resources. We have the resources. They're just not being managed properly. Why are we paying high electric bills in the United States when the electricity that we're using is again the same electricity that keeps cycling through the system? You don't waste. You don't burn electricity. You don't. Um, you don't uh, exhaust it like gas. It goes right back to the company and it gets re, 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 uh, re, uh, redistributed. Same electricity. Yet we're paying all this high wage for electricity. And this is causing, again, 
uh, a major depletion of a resource, so they say. Raccoon, they had a self-charging car. A guy invented a self-charging electric car back in the 1970s. It worked fine. What he did was he ran a generator with the with the setup. So as the wheel turned, there was a gear hooked up to the generator, and it kept the batteries charged. And the faster you went, the more it charged the car. There was no diminishing. It was total. They already had this tech. But these batteries they're using, these lithium batteries that they're using, and the guy was not using lithium batteries back then. They were using lead batteries, you know. Oh, for sure. They don't want to. They don't want to. They want you to to burn the waste resources. This whole bullshit about we don't have the resources because the population is 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 overextending the use of the planet is total horseshit. That's what I'm trying to get across. There has been there they have no evidence to substantiate that claim. What the WEF has done has been murder at the on the first degree with the intent to murder people on the planet. Klaus Schwab, uh, Justin Trudeau, Biden, Trump, the British prime ministers that were there, the French president, all of them should be hung by the, high, by the highest rope and the strongest rope ever. What they've committed to is to, they've committed to killing people on the planet with a bioengineered genetic uh, activated frequency weapon. The people in Wuhan, China, were not dying from a, a uh, coronavirus. That was all bullshit, too. They were dying because they were getting targeted with 60 frequencies. They were, they were testing that on them. And then they brought it here. Uh, so... Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I mean. The electricity, you can get, you can collect it from the air. All you got to do is just uh, then convert it. Even if they had solar panels on the roof and a generator inside to activate the, the charge, you, you, you could sustain, the car could run on its own. You could, there would be no reason to stop unless you had to use the washroom or grab something to eat. That's it, you know. Um... Well, the, the grid, you know what? Raccoon, let me tell you something about Ontario. Ontario has, I think, three nuclear power plants supplying more power than we need. And we're selling our excess power to the to the northeastern part of the United States, just like uh, just like Quebec is doing. Now we got all these effing windmills on the side of the road, and half of them don't even work. They don't even they don't allow them to work because if they allow them all to work, we'd have more than enough hydro to provide a half the U.S. with the electricity just from Ontario alone. That's just Ontario. Now, that doesn't include what the United States has. Okay, so we got more than enough resources to take everybody, take care of everybody in Canada, the United States, Mexico, and probably Central America without even blinking an eye. Without even blinking an eye. So... Um, Yeah, solar solar panels is, is true. They're they're not the best way. I had another buddy say the same thing. He said they're good as a backup, but not not as the main thing. And you don't need them. You really don't need them. 
you know, I mean, they're, they're getting better with the technology. I'm looking at what they're using now. They're using percoposite and some other materials that are more durable. Um, but that's another, that's another waste of technology. Now they're talking about fusion and how they can superheat water to turn turbines to turn generators. So again, it's one of those things that again, where, where are we going? Do we really need all this shit? You know, they are locking the dam. Yeah. Okay. They're blocking, they're blocking this. Yeah, that's true. Today I have seen two pictures in the last two days where we're actually seeing a solar reflector instead of the sun. Uh, the one looked like a hexagon. The other one looked like a diamond. Hey, old fashioned. How you doing? Uh, so again, uh, the other thing they're doing, the other thing they're doing with the resources is all military. It's all military. I'm going to talk today. We're going to show today about this interdimensional thing that they're, they're talking about this shit. This is about the only thing that really scares the shit out of me is what they're doing with this interdimensional crap and that D wave com computer. That is something that makes me raise an eyebrow because who they're connecting to, what they're con contacting, and they want to open an effing door to the planet. And even, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, he, he was a scientist that was stuck in a wheelchair and he had to use a computer to talk. Um, slipped my head. He even stated that the dimensions that were there were designed to keep things out that don't belong here. And if we open that door, basically we're inviting an invasion in here because we don't know what's coming in there. Uh, so, you know, um, maybe military tech trickles, not all the time. Not all the time. They've got stuff uh, already too that can... I just saw another uh, uh, technology they've had again since the 80s. They've, they've got a power supply that can last 50 years. 50 years. Are we? Why is that not out in the general public? Again, who's controlling that? Uh, pretty much. Uh, Hawkins, that's it. Hawkins, Stephen Hawkins. When they asked him about what they were doing with these colliders and, and these uh, uh, portals... And making contact, he said he made the comment. He says these dimensions are set up in order to protect us from dim uh, dimensional invasion. And by us opening the door, we don't know what we're making contact with. And the other side is helping them develop the technology to make that connection. Something is fishy going on. And then when you talk to the to the um, people working in the uh, um, Hayden Collider. It's like, are you kidding me? You know, they, they said, oh, we don't know what we're going to do. Well, we don't, they even admit, we don't know who we're going to make contact with, but we're going to open it up anyway. <laughs> and then the WEF wants to kill off. These are the people that need to be killed off. These are the dumbasses. You don't, you don't know where you're going, what you're doing, and you're just going to open the door and let the gates of hell flood through the gate. And once they're here, and they're that much more advanced than we are in developing these type of machines, and we built these fucking things, 
then they are going to be able to control those machines more so when they're on this side. It ain't not, there's nothing here for us in this in this whole uh, uh, collection of invent inventions. You know, they've been getting tech guys from elsewhere. For, yeah, for sure. Uh, the elite only want everybody to be uh, overpriced uh, crap to keep you. That well, I think they're they're trying to now. Is no longer an enslavement thing, raccoon. I think that what they're trying to do now is they're trying to um, get things so expensive that you can't afford to live, and uh, we'll be uh, expecting. Um, you may be even asking if you uh, want to die. They've been, like I said, they've been they've been very uh, up on that. Oh, yeah, you know, and and you hear it all the time over here in Canada. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got people here that served in the military. They can no longer afford to live. They can't afford to, afford to pay the rent. They're being kicked out. They're being moved around. They wind up on the street. So now they wind up going to a hospital. Saying, well, you may as well end my life because I can't afford to live here. You know, uh, they've had um, nuke power supplies in the box for decades, and that and hot water. Uh, heat and, and don't require power. Yeah, that's what I mean. The whole concept of energy and and re, uh, uh, resources, the whole resource thing. Like I said, we're looking at the resources. If you look at corn, eighty years ago, ninety years ago, each stock of corn contained about twenty-five to thirty head of corn on one one stock. When they genetically engineered it to only have five or six or whatever it had on there, it was because the combines were getting cluttered because of the excess amount of corn that was growing. Today we got this genetically engineered wheat that looks like shit. It ain't even wheat. Wheat actually looks like a big round ball. And, and it's a bush. Not these, again, long strained strands of, of whatever that is. And none of these things have any nutrition to them. So now we've got a land full of, of weeds, basically, that have been genetically uh, engineered so that when you eat them, they cause genetic damage to your digestive system. So like I said, we don't have, uh, it's not that we don't have a resource. We do have them. They've just been manipulated to, be, to, to produce a less, a more diminishing return. They decide they're going to play God, so instead of making things better, they made it worse. Um, you know. Yeah, well, I said the same thing earlier. I, I don't see Trudeau lining up to be the first one to be taken out. Do you? Hey, Justin, are you going to be, are you and your family going to be the first ones in line to get that suicide shot? Are you the ones, are you going to be, are you going to do your part? To reduce, you know, the population so that we have more resources. You know, are you are you going to be the one to, you know, lead the way, lead the charge? How about you, Klaus Schwab? Are you going to jump jump into that in that thing too? It amazes me, doesn't it? I mean, you hear these guys talking. Well, we got to reduce the population. How come they don't volunteer? How come they don't volunteer? Well, his wife, you know, I think his wife was just there because of money. 
you know, I heard she's I heard she's running around with somebody else. I don't know if that's true or not. But I mean, let's face it. When a guy can cross his legs like he crosses his legs, something's missing. You know, when women cross their legs, they can do it pretty they do it easier than guys can. Guys have a little little bit of mass down below. I don't know what he's got, but it ain't there. And you know, she might be looking for that mask. You just don't know. <laughs> and she's probably found somebody that isn't vaccinated either. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I want my genetic code intact. The um, Anyway, I'm going to play some stuff. I'm just going to play parts of, of this one. Um, uh, I think we all need to hear some of this. Uh, this is really alarming. The military. You know, guys jo join the military to serve the country, to protect the country. And when you hear this sh stuff that they're saying, it um, it's a bit of a, a mind F, I got to tell you. Hold on a second. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I wanted you to see the specks that are floating around. There we go. It looks like rust. It does. Look at, look at, like, see, you can almost see that they're, like, stringy looking. The first time I seen something that what I would describe as a different type of blood than I had ever seen, consistency of blood, was on a younger lady that was in a, a car accident. And I noticed onto the table as we were getting a little bit of drainage from her that her blood looked as if it was... The only way to describe it is blood on beach sand. It was sticking to the table. I began noticing um, strange things with the blood, looking like it had coffee grinds or sand in it, to complete separation, like a clear orangish fluid, and then clots coming later, like the blood had almost separated. And of course, then there are the fibrin structures that we get. It doesn't matter if it's a young or old person. I'd like you to kind of feel. Okay, I'm going to move it ahead a little bit so we know that the blood's been screwed with. And there, and again, these doctors are talking about graphene. They really are short-sighted. There's a lot more to it than go, going on. But they are looking at one thing and they're fixated on one thing and not looking at the whole. So anyway, I'm going to play this here. Uh, again, this should start with the military. Hold on. That's never been uh, factored into what things would look like. It's apocalyptic. In my 15 years as a doctor taking care of soldiers, I have never seen this litany of debilitating and potentially deadly medical conditions in soldiers. These conditions included strokes, transit ischemic attacks, pericarditis, myocarditis, erratic heart rates, arrhythmias, rapid onset and progression of various cancers to include testicular cancer, esophageal cancer, brain tumors, neuroendocrine tumors, spinal tumors, thyroid dysfunction, multiple sclerosis, cognitive impairment, persistent severe insomnia, 
suppression of the immune system, unprovoked blood clots in the splenic and portal vein, avascular necrosis, liver dysfunction, menstrual irregularities, and miscarriages. Well, I think if you look at the 5.3.6 post-marketing analysis report, the 1,291 adverse events, I don't think those came as diagnostic tests. I think they came as confirmatory tests. You ordered a product, you wanted the product to kill people. Hey, stockholders, we got exactly what you ordered. Fourth shot, oral of the CEO Pfizer. Good yeah. for CVS, good for Walmart, good for your health. When I reached out to Army Public Health Command and numerous senior medical and operational leaders about my safety concerns, I was ignored. Threats against my career were made but no appropriate actions were taken to fully investigate the number and scope of adverse medical events after COVID vaccines. What I was here today to speak about truly was the weaponization of public health. Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm also a whistleblower. <laughs> That's my... That person, that person right there called me one day. I called her, I can't remember, it was an email. And she said, have you seen the DMED system? Uh, have you seen what it's up? And I'm like, I'm working on the border. I'm trying to stop 12,000 people from coming across this border a week. And she said, we'll take a look at it. Seeing the DMED data, I have, I have significant concerns that we won't have a standing army in five years. Case 1-01, United States Air Force and instructor pilot, mid-30-year-old male, hospitalized 12 hours after vaccination. Diagnosed with pericarditis and anaphylaxis, removed from flight status for six months, thus negatively impacting unit mission readiness. I have never felt so abandoned by the military. I have been forced to take something that brought me close to my death. I was mocked, discredited, unsupported. Our squadron morale was ripped to shreds. All these things were completely unnecessary. We are truly less ready on multiple levels. Imagine that, eh? Imagine that. This was purposely done to weaken the U.S. military in five years. Well, okay, this is three, three, year three. So in two more years, what they're projecting is in the next two years, military personnel in America, and this would, this would be the standing military right across the planet that would have been stupid enough to warp speed this fucking bioweapon into their own military. So by doing this, everyone's military is going to be cut in half. What is coming to the planet that requires the military to be cut in half or maybe one, one quarter? If we do not have a standing military to repel a invasion from some interdimensional force we are going to get our asses wiped off the planet that's how that works now some of you are saying well how do you know we're going to have an interdimensional war hmm all the signs are there the bible's prophesying this whether you want to call it a coming from the abyss or from the pit of hell or wherever you want to call it, call it from it's interdimensional and we are put in this dimension with these dimensional barriers to keep that kind of shit out and somehow it always seems to manage to pop its ugly head here. Even after Noah's flood, this shit came back. I don't know how or why, but it's here. Let's see if I can find the other. Okay, I'm going to play this now for a while. Maybe I'll play a little bit more of one, the other thing. Give me a second here. Uh, no, that's that one. Where did I pop it? Uh, was it here? 
Give me a second. I just lost the stupid thing. Well, before I play that, I'm going to play this about your phone. Remember, I've been telling you, and I've been saying this for a while, that anyone who's got a cell phone pretty much is like playing Russian roulette with a five chambers loaded with bullets and one chamber empty. Okay, this is going to show you that this is like playing Russian roulette with all chambers full. All right, so let me play this so that you guys understand that the the not only are you being assaulted by contagion that's being hopping from people that have been injected, but you're also going to be dealing with uh, frequencies and a phone that's recording every move you make, every step you take. They'll be watching you. Hold on a second. Here we go. Google is tracking us. We agree to it when we set up our phones. So we wanted to figure out what exactly Google is learning about us throughout the day. So here's what we're going to do. We have two identical phones. The only difference between these two phones is this one is in airplane mode. Both of the phones lack a SIM card, and they haven't been set up to access any Wi-Fi networks. So for all intents and purposes, these phones have no connection to a data network. We're going to keep them with us throughout the day. And while I travel around D.C., we're going to figure out just what Google is finding out about me. Our first stop, Sims Convenience Store, just outside of Fox Bureau, for a quick coffee. From there, we took a walk to the Capitol and took a quick walk around the Senate office buildings and then decided to hop in a car and head around town. Hello. Go to the children's hospital, please. To run our test, we had to do more than walk the block, so we took a tour around our nation's capital. First, due north to the Children's National Medical Center Hospital, then west to St. Albans School and the National Cathedral. Our tour around town was a 14-mile journey that lasted more than an hour. The entire time, the phones had no access to the Internet, not a Wi-Fi connection, and not any cellular data service. It almost seemed quaint to assume that Google wouldn't even be able to collect data on me. Let's head back to the bureau, my friend. Oh, that church is beautiful. Google's business model is simple. Collect data on its users and then use that data to sell targeted ads. It's a business model called surveillance capitalism. But does that critical data collection work even when your phones aren't connected? So we're back here at our Fox Bureau in D.C., and we've got both of our phones exactly how we left with them. The only difference, really, I snapped a couple of bad selfies at the National Cathedral. <laughs> but otherwise, they have stayed in my pocket for the entire day. So let's find out what they know. This is our man-in-the-middle device. It's basically a Wi-Fi network that these phones are going to connect to once we turn their Wi-Fi on. It's going to pass data through it on the way to Google, but on the way, we're actually going to get a copy of the same data that Google's going to get. We'll be able to decrypt it and then find out where we've been throughout the day. Within minutes, the numbers rolled in. The phone that wasn't on airplane mode registered more than 100 locations, 130 activities, and even 152 barometric readings. As soon as it hooked up to our Wi-Fi, it transmitted 300 kilobytes of data straight to Google. The phone even logged our exact locations, tracking us all around town, the Capitol, the hospital, the school, and the cathedral. Now, you may notice what's missing here is the exact route that we took, but it got that data, too. It knows when I got out of the car. The metadata has a time log down to the very second, tracking everything when they think that you're walking, riding, and, yes, even getting out of the car. Okay, so you're thinking, this isn't a big deal. I'll just put my phone in airplane mode. 
Yeah, we thought of that too. This is the other phone that we had with us that no SIM card also remained in airplane mode the entire time. Let's see what kind of data it captured. The phone with airplane mode activated actually logged more locations and activities than the other phone. And it also transferred hundreds of kilobytes of data to Google as soon as it was activated. The only thing that's missing from this map is our stop at the children's hospital, but it still knows we were there. There it is, exiting vehicle, 100% accuracy, through complicated user agreements and free software, Google gets users to sign away their privacy for nothing. They're even following you in the places that most people would expect total privacy. Government buildings, a children's hospital, a private school, a church. Every move you make, every step you take, Google is watching you. Okay. Uh, someone's talking about a book. Let me give you a perspective okay activating whatever's in that book without doing the proper rituals could release something that may even take you out you don't really know okay you're this is a th these are what we would equate to programming codes on like on a computer activating these things and not knowing what we're activating could be problematic so I'm not saying anything other than be careful what you're doing. You have to understand everything they do has a ritual to it. And there's a reason why they do these rituals. That ritual is basically another part of the operating system that activates those programs. And it also um, identifies whoever is activating that program. And if the, and if the identity or the identifier doesn't match, then there's probably more than likely some sort of redundancy program in there to take out whoever is trying to activate some of the stuff. So you got to really be careful what you're playing with. This is these dark arts are nothing. They are highly advanced programs that again may have an, a self-operating system of their own, like an artificial intelligence or an alien intelligence, depending on what you want to talk, what you want to do. So all I'm just saying is you have to be extremely careful what you're dealing with there. Uh, yeah. So when we're talking, when you're talking, wanting to find out what they're doing, I get that, but you, you really don't know what you're dealing with there. And especially if this is coming from Lucifer, you know, do you really, do you, do you really think you um, uh, got what it takes? Something goes wrong? I don't know. You know, stuff like that, I may look at it, may shut it, may throw it in the fire. Because, again, I don't need something to be open and then uh, uh, attach itself to me. Like I said, they do a ritual to make sure that these things do not backfire on them. You know, it's all part of opening the book and accessing the program. The program has a two-part uh, two-part access. Okay, you know how you open up your computer and you got in there an identifier. You know, uh, uh, something you have a password to in order to open up your computer. This is the same idea. Okay, you have a password. And now once you have the password, you can open up your computer and access all your programs. So that because then the computer is, is identified who you are through your password. Same thing with this. It's no different, except this emits some other frequency that could be a problem, you know.
So like I said, just be careful what you're doing. Uh, definitely, you know, the demons that, that you got to remember, these guys are playing with demons. You know, they're not playing with, they're not talking to other people. They're talking to demonic forces that have been subjected to be, to be locked down or tied down. And if you don't know what you're doing, that shit gets a hold of you, you're pretty much done. You know. Uh, yeah, so again, just be careful what, you know, I would tell you, go read the Bible and stick to that. You know, that's your deliverer right there. This is something else you don't really want to play with. You know, like I said, if you read it and you see some things in there and if it's encoded, um, you know, just prepare yourself. Um, what home remedy? That's for frostbite. Cold water, rub it on the hands and then use internally uh, cayenne pepper, ginger, things that increase circulation, nitric oxide with arginine. Um, Yeah, so again, what, this is why in the Old Testament, God warned everybody not to fuck around with this kind of shit. It opens doors that can affect you the rest of your life. Okay, it's not something you want to play with. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's just my thinking on it. Uh, again... I wouldn't want to see something happening because you open up a book and all of a sudden some some freaking demonic um, um, and now you can't shake it off because I've heard people who have okay when I listen I listened to another movie star and he was talking about how he did uh, uh, 300 and how he felt that he was channeling the guy through him to be able to perform and do the performance. Usually when these guys start channeling like that, they're vexed the rest of their lives with these spirits uh, in regarding uh, to what has possessed them. You don't want nothing to come in. It's easy to let them in. It's a bitch to get them out. Okay, you do not want that shit. Trust me. It's uh, I have seen possessed possess people and it's, not it's not a lot of fun having to get that out. Do you recommend supplementing with vitamin E? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, depending on what you're trying to do, everything is about what you're trying to do and your epigenetics that you're exposed to. So, if you're taking vitamin E, why are you taking the vitamin E? What's the reason for it? You know, uh, are you taking it because you, you got a heart condition or you got a weak heart? You want to fortify your heart, you want to preserve your heart, you want to take it with CQ10. Uh, are you trying to become more fertile, you know, because vitamin E will increase your fertility, um, you know, in that regard. So, you know, um, that would be the, that would be the reason why you're taking it. Like, why are you taking it? You know, I didn't realize that it was, it was evil. Now I won't read anymore. I'll probably throw it in the, in the fire. Well, like I said, it's. If you do start seeing uh, unusual activity, you run to God. You know, you run to Jesus on that one because you don't have the power to uh, get rid of it. Something like that has to come from a God source, you know. And 
Jesus is the, the deliverer of demons. And again, if you're if you're right with God, you'll be able to again for uh, stop whatever. But again, something like that happens, you run to God. What would be the best way to correct low potassium? Well, take a potassium su uh, supplement. Tony, can I talk? To, can I ask you the, the about the black lights? I bought one and I had shine it on vax and unvax people, and I don't see a difference. What should I be looking for? Well, black lights, if it's the current ones, they'll be emitting a red and blue frequency and it can be it can activate people. It's, and the way it activates people, it'll activate their emotions. Now, uh, there was one YouTube where a researcher had uh, flashed a light in the eyes and could see that there was some kind of chip that was put into the eye that acts as a monitor monitoring, uh, through the visual cortex. So if you aim it through at the eye, like below the eyes where it can shine in, where you can see, if you don't see something in the background that's more clear and you see some kind of, um, I think the color was like a green, uh, that, that meant that there was an implant in the eye. So that's what that, that was about. What, what works to increase fertility in women? Any, any, well, vitamin E. Vitamin E uh, increases fertility for both men and women. Uh, the guys need to take more selenium so that the seed has the power to push through if you're producing any seed. Uh, most most people today, uh, most guys say their seed is pretty well shot from all the nano. Uh, but, um, again, um, there's other herbs too that will, will increase it. But vitamin E is probably the simplest way of doing it. Um, is magnesium with vitamin C important in general health? Again, uh, general health is also pertinent to your environment. So um, why are you taking them? I mean, let's just, just, just go with that. Why are you taking magnesium? Why are you taking vitamin C? Vitamin C is a, is a, has a longevity effect on the person by reversing telomeres. Uh, magnesium, again, is used for, I think, over 300 functions in the body. One of the functions is to remove uh, aluminum. So, again, depends. If you're living in an area where uh, you're heavily chemtrailed, then I would be using uh, magnesium for sure to help flush the aluminum out. Um, there's a lot of things about minerals and stuff that are very basic. So, and again, and there's all kinds of bullshit about uh, the, um, the glycerate, uh, uh, magnesium glycinate is the most absorbable, which I don't think it is. I think that's bunk too. I, any mineral you take that has a base to it is a, or as a base mineral, magnesium, potassium, sodium, calcium, need an acid in order to help assimilate it better into the system. You know, um, if you're not using any acid with it, then it may go, may just be shit out. You may just pass it through. Uh, what works to fix male grown hernia? Pure blood sending your old boy. Get him on um, gelatin or collagen with comfrey root or comfrey leaf. Have him do that every couple hours and put a comfrey poultice on the groin, the groin area where it is and keep it pressed in. You know, um, he may have to basically lay down a lot until that starts to mend. Uh, what do you recommend for heavy 
Metal Detox, STS, mm. uh, Walmart. Someone's saying Walmart here. Okay. I eat sassafras with balsamic vinegar and olive oil two, one to two times a week. This is a good source of iodine like salmon. Uh, well, sardines. Sorry, sardines. Not really. They don't. They don't have that much in them. You know, these animals will have trace amounts in them. So I'm not sure why you would use use that for iodine. And a lot of fish have mercury in them, whether they be sardines or salmon. So I'm not sure that would be the better route to go. You'd, and again, if you're neutralizing the fish with, uh, say, garlic and onion, or um, some kind of sulfur, it, it um, it may even inhibit you taking iodine. It may, like I said, it may bind with it and pull it out. So again, I'm not sure why you would you consider that. Just go get iodine. You know, it's it's pretty much still abundant while you can, and I'd stock up on it. Uh, you know. Um, remember, anything you're going to take today has to do with your epigenetics, your environment. Uh, no, the potassium iodine, when you mix it together, it's just basically a iodine. The potassium that's in it, potassium iodine, is to make iodine more soluble in water. That's the reason why it's there. Um, well, I didn't recommend salmon, not for iodine. You know, not, no, I would never recommend fish for iodine. I just, and we've talked, I think you asked a question, I think on another show about where to get your iodine. So you can even go to a drugstore to get iodine and I, and, or get a Lugos, order a Lugos iodine. That's probably your best source, really. Fish, again, I would probably recommend you to eat fish rather than the fish oil because all, fish oils are all rancid. So if you want to eat fish, fine, you can eat fish and again, negate it with some kind of sulfur component so that it can bind with the, the mercury. But as far as iodine goes, there isn't going to be that much in it. I mean, you could eat whatever you want, but I'm just saying, if you're looking for something specific as far as iodine is concerned, get iodine. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Uh, not coffee, comfrey, C-O-M-F-R-E-Y. Anything that has, oh shit, stupid thing. Anything that has a, um, anything that has a protein like allantin in it will help the body mend. Okay. Aloe vera, plantain, not the banana, but the uh, herb plantain. And uh, comfrey root are very good for that. So combine that with gelatin and combine that or with collagen. Okay. Make a tea, add a teaspoon of the, uh, not a heaping, but a level teaspoon, and have them do that every three hours. When raw milk starts to ferment after seven days, can you put B vitamins in that overnight? For, but yeah, why not? Uh, and it's, yeah, it should be. Should be. Um, you know, it should be. Again, smell. If it smells like death, then don't use it. I mean, because you don't know when, just because something is dated or you get the milk from a farmer, um, uh, always smell it. The smell will, give, will let you know some things. Uh, can I use manganese flakes to make manganese floor? Yeah, you can. Um, 
I'm looking at that right now. Um, you're going to have to make that outdoors. You can't, don't do it inside. Apparently it releases a shitload of chlorine gas and it can wipe you out. So when you put it in the hydrochloric acid, uh, again, do it outside and do it in some sort of uh, glass material that can take the heat because it can get quite hot. Um, okay, so um, I'm looking at different. I'm looking at different methods of doing it, trying to find the simplest and easiest way to do it. But um, like I said, everything that I'm reading on it, it's uh, it's not like um, copper or zinc. This stuff is a little different. Has a different reaction with the hydrochloric acid or muriatic acid, so it will release a shitload of um, of gas. Okay, I'm gonna get to this now. I'm gonna let this play for a bit so you get what's happening here about this interdimensional assault on the planet. Um, this is all going together. Well, there was one other thing here. Hold on. That's the phone. Okay, I'm gonna play this first and then the next one. Give me one second. This is about climate lockdowns and the 15 minute city. This everyone should pay attention to. Hold on. All right, here we go. What happened? Guess we're not going. <laughs> Hold on a second so I can find it elsewhere. Uh, here. Nope. Not what happened here. Nope. Nope. Ah, goofy thing. Come on. Okay, give me a second here. Something went wrong with this stupid thing. Should have it on the other side, maybe. Nope. Okay, let's try this one. And you won't hear it from anyone else. I believe we are facing a sinister threat to the freedoms and everyday liberties that we and our grandparents have taken for, and our parents have taken for granted all our and their lives, but are being squeezed out of us by woke left-wing authoritarian governments more effectively than a python crushing the breath out of Mrs. Kafuk's pet Pekingese. And if we don't wake up soon and start saying no, it will be too late. Yesterday, I read a very disturbing story that comes out of Oxfordshire in Britain, but it offers a terrifying glimpse into what the future, the net zero future, could well look like under the climate renewables tyranny of Chris Bowen and Anthony Albanese, of Dan Andrews, of Palaszczuk, of McGowan, of the loonies that seem to inhabit so many of our left-wing councils and the ACT, Labour councils and governments. According to Darren Burks at the independent website Vision News, and you can also read the same story on the Daily Skeptic, an excellent website, the Joe Nova blog, and elsewhere, Oxford County Council are planning on embarking in 2024, not on COVID lockdowns, but, as I and many others have long predicted, climate lockdowns. Yes, folks, the Great Reset is going to begin in earnest 
among the dreamy spires of Oxford, once the very centre of learning and enlightenment in the English-speaking world. How will it work? Well, scarily, much of the infrastructure of oppression and surveillance is already in place, as it is here. But recently, Oxford County Council started to spell out the details. And yes, it's all being done in the name of saving the planet from climate change. According to Vision News, last week, Oxfordshire County Council finally approved their plans to lock residents into one of six zones across the city of Oxford. They have divided the city, this is the council, into six zones as the latest stage in what is called the 15-minute city agenda. Remember that phrase. And they are actually boasting about this agenda. According to an October article in the Oxford Mail, the local newspaper there, quote, Duncan Enright, Oxfordshire County Council's cabinet member for travel and development strategy, has explained how roadblocks stopping most motorists from driving through Oxford city centre will divide the city into six 15-minute neighbourhoods. He insists the controversial plan will go ahead whether people like it or not. There's your COVID mentality at work. The Oxfordshire Council will place electronic gates on key roads in and out of the city, confining residents to their own neighbourhoods. Even the Times newspapers reported on this travesty without batting an eyelid that motorists will be fined simply for leaving their neighbourhood once too often. So how does this communist-style activity work in what is supposedly the heart of a liberal democracy? Well, here's how the boffins explain it. Every resident will be required to register their car with the county council, who will then monitor how many times they leave their district via number plate recognition cameras. People can drive freely around their own neighbourhood and must apply for a permit to drive through the filters and into other neighbourhoods, which they can apply to for up to 100 days per year. The council will then track their movements via smart cameras positioned all around the city. If any of Oxford's 150,000 residents drives outside of their designated district more than 100 days in the year, he or she can be fined $150 a pop. Imagine that. <clears throat> You know what it sounds like, honestly, with all this bullshit that these guys with the WEF and whatever, it sounds like they are working with those entities from the other side and try to compartmentalize everybody into a gulag. A This is what these are. These are gulags or districts. So when the invading force comes into the planet, there won't be a military there in five years, right? Because they're talking by 2030 to have this agenda all locked up, stock, lock, stock, and barrel. I really believe that these representatives of the WHO and the UN and the WEF, especially the WEF, are nothing but a cartel of demons that have been put in charge of conquering the planet. That's just my speculation on it. And I will repeat, it's a speculation that I, from my own observation. So even in the 
when we're looking at some of the um, things that have been said in regarding yeah. to um, uh, this wonderful bioweapon, they basically released a weapon on mankind to put mankind in a state of compromise so that if an assault should occur, there won't be no defense against it. That's what this looks like to me. That we are heading into a um, a war with something that, quite frankly, um, we don't we don't have any any means to um, uh, fight against. Really, it's it's just unbelievable what we're seeing in regarding to. Um, uh, See well, all that's transpired. How how is a bioweapon? How is a bioweapon being released in the general population that um, nobody knows what's in it? When you look at the script of what's in it, it's not there. We're looking at. Um, Again, a whole series of um, uh, uh, of, of events that have occurred in regarding to uh, people dying for no you know for no reason, just dying, um, and nothing is being said, done, or challenged in regarding to whatever. There's something else I wanted to play on this too, just to give you a little bit more of a heads up. Give me a second, I gotta find it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, give me one second here. Okay, this is this was a guy. Oh, here we go. Oh, got the mic wrong way. Give me a second. Then we're gonna get into that interdimensional thing. Sorry, I've been just put just. Things are popping in my head as I'm doing the show, and there's things that everyone needs to hear. Have you seen the DMED system? Uh, have you seen what it's up? I'm like, I'm working on the border. I'm trying to stop 12,000 people from coming across this border a week. And she said, we'll take a look at it. Seeing the DMED data, I have, I have significant concerns that we won't have a standing army in years. Case 1-01, United States Air Force A-10 instructor pilot, mid-30-year-old male, hospitalized 12 hours after vaccination, diagnosed with pericarditis anaphylaxis, removed from flight status for six months, thus negatively impacting unit mission readiness. I have never felt so abandoned by the military. I have been forced to take something that brought me close to my death. I was mocked, discredited, unsupported. Our squadron morale was ripped to shreds. All these things were completely unnecessary. We are truly less ready on multiple levels. I had to talk to a wife of a soldier that had a stroke, which required speech rehab for several months, and talk to her while he was in the ICU, and say to her, he's gonna be okay, and he'll be able to serve again, because this is what he loved to do. Back in September 2021, I submitted an affidavit in the Robert V. Austin case, in which I outlined how the DOD was violating its own risk management process in their push to mandate the vaccine of every member of the armed forces with an experimental vaccine. 
After my testimony was made public, the DOD made no effort to investigate my safety concerns. I got contacted by attorney Tom Renz over the weekend who represents some whistleblowers within the Department of Defense. I have declarations from all three. This data is under penalty, uh, this under penalty of perjury. We intend to submit this to the courts. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. I was the first pathologist in the world to say, guys, we're seeing an uptick in, in, in cancers. That toxic spike protein has so many mechanisms that allow cancers to wake up and certain uh, cancer genes that it binds to and promotes mechanisms. Everywhere I go, radiologists, interventional radiologists, oncologists, cancer surgeons like I met today, cancer, 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 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 40-year-olds, reactivated or second shot, third shot, month later, breast cancer, stage four everywhere. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So f neurological issues which would affect our pilots, over a thousand percent increase, a uh, thousand. Ten times, that's ten times rate and obviously that resonates. 83,000, 82,000 per year to 863,000 in one year. Our soldiers are being experimented on, injured, and sometimes possibly killed. Uh, Senator. Jeez. This is basically a dismantling of the American military. This is such bullshit. Unbelievable bullshit. You know, so when we're dealing with this bioweapon, yeah, we have to be concerned when we're around people that have had these jabs because we really do not understand, especially after the third one. Second and third one are a big concern. Like I said, the first one is a crap. I don't know for sure who got what, but a lot of people were dying from the AstraZeneca and the Janssen and Janssen, or they were completely uh, disabled from it. When you get to the second and third one, we are basically in a, it's a clusterfuck, period. And they are, again, you, you see, you hear, Jesus, you hear the numbers of the military, 800,000 soldiers. Are you effing kidding me? Imagine what's going on here in Canada. We barely have a military as it is. And and, our, and you know that dipshit in Ottawa would, wouldn't think twice about disabling the, the Canadian military. You know, and this is probably going on in the UK, in France, in Italy, in Germany. This is basically a dismantling of the military, NATO's military forces right across the board. You know, and like I said, I'm not worried about the Chinese because they're doing the same thing to their own people. And I'm not worried about Russia. They're doing the same thing to their own people. You know, um, so what I'm not going to talk about this kind of thing that I'm going to share with you is what scares me. Because this coming through, we are no match for on any level. 
other than nuking the planet to, to kill the cancer that would invade, the, invade this planet on an interdimensional level. And the only way you can fight these things is by using nanotechnology just like they did on us. And again, we're not that advanced. Um, yep. Well, I prefer, I prefer a planet that's free. Uh, but again, what they have done is unbelievable. Anyway, I'm going to share this. Pay close attention to this. It's going to scare the shit out of you. Or if it doesn't, it should. Because we're not, as the Bible says, you know, when you're looking, it says, look at Revelations and you look what's going on there. And the Bible's talking about powers and principalities. They're opening the freaking door to this. That D-Wave computer looks like the Mecha Stone. In other words, I think in the past they've, they've attempted to invade this dimension and has failed for one reason or another, probably because God got involved. Now, these same Luciferans be actually believe that they can kill God. This is really outrageous. So maybe this time around, God will put them down for the count permanently. Uh, well, metaphysical, again, I'm not sure if it's metaphysical either. To be honest with you, I think it's more interdimensional. Metaphysical is something, again, that the MKUltra pr uh, pr produced. To guess it's thinking some sort of woo-woo kind of bullshit. This, what I'm talking about, is real. We're talking about demonic forces that the Bible has been warning us about for over 2,000 years. And if you're still kind of, I don't know, stressed over this, just read. It's either in Luke or Mark where Jesus was confronted by somebody that was possessed had multiple demons inside. It was called Legion. Now, a friend of mine that passed away found something interesting back in 2018 when I, we were looking at this. <clears throat> 2018, they found a laboratory that was, that was working with artificial intelligence that had combined several different forms of AI under one containment and called them Legion. And we looked at that, we looked at that verse that says, what are the odds that that is being corresponded with today? And Jesus had control over that multiple possessed AI person. So God's power will supersede anything that they can throw out there. Why is, it pays, it pays <laughs> for you to read the gospels like I tell you. Like I said, when you read the Gospels, don't read them as some sort of religiosity or some sort of spiritual mumbo-jumbo. Spiritual, all spiritual really means, in a nutshell, so you don't get caught up in this, all this horseshit about this, the, the terminology of it. Spiritual means to, de to deny one's flesh desires. That's all it means. See a woman down the street, she's racked, stacked, and packed, and you think, oh, yes, indeed, I'd like to share my DNA with her. That's if you allow that thought to take control and you act on it, now you are in the, the carnal. If you see that woman and say, Hey, boy, she's rack stacked and packed, but I'm going to keep it packed and keep on going, that's spiritual. You're denying yourself that temptation. You know, that's, uh, that's basically what spiritual really means. When you get into the metaphysical, we're talking about things that are above, uh, beyond the physical senses. 
those things do exist as well. I mean, even in the Bible, it talks about the word of knowledge, word of wisdom that comes from God and God's spirit. So those things do exist. But when we're getting into this whole concept of being told about this is spiritual, that's spiritual, blah, da, dee, blah, da, da, a lot of that is just bullshit. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. There are some things that we shouldn't even uh, indulge in because what we've all done, more or less, we've allowed, um, um, we've allowed, <laughs> we're, we're, we are where we're at today because we have allowed a lot of stupidity to take control, you know, uh, whether we're ignorant of it or not. All right. We are now going to get into this whole thing on um, the interdimensional. All right, here we go. So trying to determine the basis for creation, trying to find the building blocks of the universe and all known life. And that's what science will tell you in the puck arena. But where my research has led me is into the hidden agenda at CERN. Mm. And that's really been my calling from the Lord is to really reveal the truth behind the public agendas at CERN, which is a nuclear research facility utilizing a particle collider. Now, it's, it's, it's in a giant, uh, somewhat circular uh, shape that covers how many miles is that whole collider? Yeah, as you travel along it, you cover 27 miles. 27 miles. kilometers. Well, geographically on the map, it's located on the border between Switzerland and France. Mm -hmm. It's near Geneva. It's a sovereign state unto itself. But what, what's a sovereign state unto itself? That would be a self-governing body. So, they are so, much like the Vatican. So the collider, I never heard this before, the collider is in its own state like the vatican and similar to washington dc the district of wow. columbia so it's based on i guess their theory or research or whatever that if they crack open atomic subatomic particles just crack them open they are saying at least publicly uh that they could find the secrets to the origins of the universe etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. but you say that this is not like speculation it's from your research you're saying that behind the scenes they have a hidden agenda that they're not admitting to the public that's correct tell us what what your research leads you to believe their hidden agenda is well it's interesting because today it is no longer hidden oh. they are not hiding their goals in fact they're pronounced in a pronounced fashion announcing it last year the uh, previous director of the collider facility announced that their goal openly is to open a dimensional gateway to another dimension you might call it a portal mm -hmm. and when you begin to put that in the context of our everyday reality that seems absurd mm -hmm. and he also made the statement that we don't know what we will find or what may come through from the other side but we're willing to risk it this is mind-blowing. So we're not talking even really about your research. We're not talking about speculation. So, so Anthony, this is, this again, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is the published statement of the former head of CERN. And he's talking about, did, uh, 
Did he did he use the word entity? What word did he use? No, he didn't assign a title to what right. might come through, just right. that he didn't know what would come through. He didn't know what would come through. So right. that's kind of ominous. We're, it is. We're, we're, we're cracking open a hole in this dimension, yep. am I correct? Yeah. And we don't know what would come through. From your research, tell us what you think he was implying and what has your research revealed about what's really going on? Well, they, the research has revealed that they're already in communication with the other side, with entities on the other side. Very soft. This, this is mind-blowing. The research has shown that they're already in communication with what on the other side? Well, in my frame of reference, and I right. think we share this, these right. would be demonic entities. And what, what have they assigned a word to the communication? to these beings or whatever in another dimension? No, other than to say that these perhaps are our benevolent ancestors from the stars who are coming to solve all of our problems and remove all of our ills from our society. This is so powerful. This is what you're talking about uh, is a paradigm shift that's just about ready to detonate on planet Earth. That's correct. This is going to shake up the faith of many Christians and, and people of belief and non-belief, it's going to shake their very view of reality to the core, just like when Darwin's theory of evolution was promoted, it, it just tore up people's view of reality. You know, right. oh, God didn't create us, we're, we're evolved animals. I mean, that, that just ripped up the fabric of the entire sociological, spiritual structure of the planet. A paradigm shift. Right, a paradigm shift. And... So we're right. Has the paradigm shift begun, or where, where are we in that? In the popular culture, it has begun because we're seeing the predictive programming in the mass media. In the films and, and commercials. Think of it in terms of brainwashing. Right. We are predicting the behavior of humans using human behavior modeling in the computer, using a program, that if we put out this stimuli, we will achieve this type of response in human beings no matter the culture, no matter where they live. And so this is going to what we're gonna talk about in a moment is the adiabatic quantum computer, which is artificially intelligent. Predictive programming in essence is saying, if we create this program, a television program, a movie, and we put in images that are violent, we put in images about portals, we talk about aliens being benevolent, then it becomes sort of in their mind a self-fulfilling prophecy that people will believe the lie, become victims of that the grand deception of predictive programming, and therefore will follow lockstep whatever it is they're being fed so that you are able to modify their behavior and make them become part of the new world order and follow the beast system. Uh, this science of predictive programming that you were talking about, and it is a science, I mean, this goes back before H.G. Wells, the great science fiction author, and uh, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. They were employing predictive programming. And uh, the Star Trek uh, series developed by Gene Roddenberry, as you know, was for the purpose of pr predictive programming to promote a, a U.N. global government. Right. And now, as you just said, all these uh, science fiction, superhero, technological, singularity uh, movies. Transhumanism, trans transformers. Right. Everything from Captain America. It is just embedded with this 
in the culture. Exactly. And so young people are they're they're conversant in what you're saying. Yep. But more importantly, what you're saying, these movies like Divergent and mm -hmm. um, The Hunger Games, you know, those movies are embedded with subconscious subliminal messages. Absolutely. They're not designed to be, in my opinion, just entertainment they're mm -hmm. they're they're employing predictive programming and let's go to the the recent television show lucifer how they portray satan as a debonair ladies man accent wow you know they're making him making lucifer right look good right making so lucifer look talk good. about programming people right. into believing a lie right it's right in our face it's it's right in our face yep so people being programmed, and we know that the result of this uh, is already measurable. I was doing research the other day, and the fastest growing religion in America is Wicca, which, right. as you know, is paganism and witchcraft. And number two is uh, Islam. So now, this, this uh, collider mm -hmm. and... Um, these beings that they're in communication with. So we're talking about the, the premier scientists on planet Earth right now who are actively engaged, according to, to their own words, communicating with something, something with a personality, uh, in their own words, in a, in a, from another dimension. And that's the purpose of the... Uh, uh, the, the, the collider. I mean, people need to understand, this is not science fiction. This That's is correct. fact. That's correct. What I write about in my novels, right? I place a storyline that is embedded with science fact. Everything that I present publicly in the books, public speaking, is all drawn from their own scientific journals and white papers. And then I'm able to see what they're doing not just extrapolate, but see in the real time what it is they're doing. Not a future agenda, but what they're doing right now today. The imminency of what they intend to do, which is opening this gateway. And understand that the world of science in terms of particle physics also overlaps into DNA, into biology. Yes. There's a multifaceted, multi-level agenda at play, not just with CERN, but it's proof of concept feeder labs around the world that feed into CERN. So we are talking about changing humans, changing the planet. We're talking about um, not only bringing in information through a portal, we're also talking about definitively changing our way of life. This is a threat to our existence, to the creation of mankind. A threat to our existence, a threat to the creation of mankind. So they're communicating with some kind of entity. You and I would believe that these entities are fallen angels. Right. And then... Your research has shown this is being distributed to feeder labs all over planet Earth and who knows what other kind of research institutes and uh, technology mm -hmm. because they have an end game of radically restructuring man, woman, the entire planet. In, in, this is an almost impossible question, but in a, in a brief summary, give our viewers an idea of what their radical endgame is? Well, my answer is radical. Say Ultimately, it. it is to kill God. In the hubris of Satan, of Lucifer, he believes that he actually has the ability to kill our God's angels and kill God. He believes he can create a new heaven on earth, that he can create a new race of beings. 
He hates everything that God has created, including us. And he is the mirror image of everything that God has created that is all that is good. And so if you 180 that, if you flip that over, if you make it a mirror, think of everything that is good in the world that God has created. Go to the opposite side, and that's what Satan's goal is to present his form of life and his form of heaven here on earth using technology. Now, I need to under, make it clear that I don't hold any ill will against the scientists, the researchers, engineers. They are deceived into believing one of the original lies that ye shall be as gods, that you will have immortality. That's the carrot. That so, 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 so the scientists and the technology people, uh, many of them, uh, are under the spiritual delusion or spiritual deception right. that they're evolving man into, I guess, a, a, a superhuman or a god-man. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Continue. So if they're thinking in terms of what we are doing is for the betterment of mankind, that's the compartmental aspect of their research, the compartmentalization that they work in. Outside, they are cut off from the outside of who's promoting the machine, who's funding it, to what end? So if you were to ask one of those researchers and say, are you guys trying to open a portal and let in demons? Are you trying to terraform right, right. the planet for a new race of beings? They, what What have you been smoking kind right. of response? Right, right. Because they are cut off. We have the opportunity being you know, removed from that compartment to see it from a different perspective, from a bigger perspective. And that's given to us through the Holy Spirit, through that discernment. We are able to see what is hidden. We do our research, we do our due diligence, but then we clearly see what is really going on. One of the examples, going back to your initial question, the statue of Shiva, the, the god of destruction, yeah. is right there outside the headquarters at CERN. They produced a video last year from CERN called Symmetry, Complete Satanic Rituals. Recently, just a few days ago, there was the opening of the Goddard Tunnel in Switzerland near CERN, Purely demonic rituals. Oh, yes, showed. I saw that. I did, oh, Go ahead, sir. It was terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. That video of, of the demonic rituals yes. of opening the tunnel, and I only had a brief opportunity to look at it. I saw what was going on. Mm -hmm. It was a openly demonic. It was devoted to the worship of Satan. It's in our I, face. But I didn't. I, I knew that it was the Goddard Tunnel, but I didn't realize it was connected to the whole CERN thing. Well, physically, it's not connected. Right. I want to make that clear. But in the sense of the spiritual world and right. the communication I through see. ritual, okay. they are connected. Right. And in fact, in that ceremony, that demonstration, they showed the opening of the portal that CERN will achieve. And the tunnel itself represents, in physics, quantum tunneling, which is a communication utilizing an artificial intelligent computer, an adiabatic quantum computer, which runs its computations through another dimension, retrieves that information from another dimension, achieving a solution that we can use in our world. Now that is real, that's not fantasy, that comes right. right from the manufacturer. This is the machine that is employed now, just recently, now at CERN, and will be responsible for the initiation of the opening of the portal and the stability, the holding open of the portal for the receiving of, and I'll give this definitively, it's digitized DNA, demonic DNA, in a digitized form, ones and zeros, coming through this portal, received here, reassembled, if you will, and then presented to a hybrid body. 
because as you said, Lucifer desires to be God, as the Bible says, and Lucifer desires to create his own race in his own image. Exactly. And um, I think you would agree. At the, this is very hard for many Christians to, to, to grasp. It's a, it's a truth that is hard for Christians to really own, and that is the world is exactly as the Bible says that it is. Yes, it is. And uh, there's an invisible world, Lucifer at the top, his hierarchy of demons. He compartmentalizes information on a need-to-know basis. And at the very top, um, there are men and women who are open Luciferians. Yes, indeed. They have committed themselves, they participate in rituals to the worship of Satan. Because as you said, they believe that they're going to conquer Christ yep. and Satan is the true, or Lucifer is the, tr is, is the true God. That's right. Now, you said that and I said that and the Bible says that, but for some reason that's, there's almost a veil in the minds of many Christians. And I, and I pray as we interview you that the Holy Spirit would just break that veil of deception and, and that God's people could really see reality as it really is, instead of living in this kind of fog state, which is based on their uh, unbelief of, of God's word. Well, let's use the collider for our purposes. Okay. Let's call that evidence. Yeah. It's physical. It's yeah. tangible. It's right there in our face. Right. If we accept the symbology they have presented, which is demonic in origin, yes, their statues, their videos, yeah. and we take that at face value as definitive evidence to yeah. the hidden agenda, right? we can say there's the machine, the most powerful machine, the largest machine ever created in recorded history of mankind. And that is definitive proof that we have a problem. This is a extension, a extinction level event this opening of the portal. If we look at the wars... Did you say extension or extinction? E extinction, I'm okay, sorry. Extinction level, okay. If we look at the wars that are going on right now, mm -hmm. imagine if that portal was open. The key to the bottomless pit is the Large Hadron Collider. If they were to turn that key and open that doorway and we were flooded, the wars would seem insignificant and all the other ills of the planet compared to the opening of this portal. This is why it is imperative, because it's right now today, and it's in our face, and it's tangible proof. That breaks down our own veil. Okay, so, so Anthony is, is, is telling you, uh, in a methodical, rational, logical way, that we have evidence. The visual pictures, the videotapes, the published statements of the heads, some of the heads of, of CERN, and they are saying in their videos and the visuals and the evidence that you're talking about, if you showed it in a courtroom, it would be acceptable evidence right. of openly demonic worship of Satan and uh, open admission of, of many of the agendas that you talked about. Now, since this is true, and it is true because you have evidence to back up Absolutely. what you're saying, uh, and it also there's no conflict between what you're saying and the Bible. In fact, the Bible would, would support what you're saying. Revelation 9. Revelation 9. And when mm -hmm. their hidden agendas, be, when, the, when the fruit of their hidden agendas, when, they, when, when these beings start moving through the portal and entering into the earth, mm -hmm. I don't think most Christians are, are ready for um, 
the physical manifestation and the supernatural changes that are and occur in in what we call our our present reality our present reality is about ready to be violently shaken and reshaped they are already in communication with some something that has a personality and has ability to communicate um, and the the information that they're receiving must be very high level information because they're feeding it to to laboratories and uh, technologies all across the planet and what you said which is so sobering uh, that video on the internet that captured the it was an open satanic worship ceremony i guess in the goddard tunnel yes and uh, i saw it and i was like my mouth hung open because it was so in your face luciferian and satanic i would say we've probably not seen something that bold in the mainstream media no we haven't in our lifetime no no and you know um th there, there's been an escalation and it, and it keeps getting faster and more bold and more prominent. The Illuminati symbols at the Super Bowls and these giant uh, musical performances in stadiums by music superstars and the Olympics, there are in-your-face occult messages and satanic messages and symbols, uh, which tells you there's a very powerful... Uh, Luciferian elite in this world, very active, and they're not hiding anymore. No, they're, they're they, not. They, they've come out. Because they've progressed in their timeline to the point where they feel invulnerable and no longer have to hold back. In fact, they want to be more bold about it so that they can gather themselves more converts to their way. That would make sense. away from us. Yeah, that would make sense because here in the U.S. we have this uh, rise in uh, the, the satanic uh, uh, churches. Exactly. Um, uh, just openly recruiting, uh, evangelizing, which wouldn't have occurred even five or six years ago. That's correct. Now, um, we're talking about how the information distributed to the scientists and others is compartmentalized. Yes. So, so you talk to many of these scientists and I've talked to some of these scientists and they have no clue as to what you're talking about. And it was obvious to me talking to some of them is that they only have compartmentalized information. Now you and I would agree that, that it's kind of uh, Lucifer's organizational structure is, is pyr pyramidical. Absolutely. With Lucifer on top and then it's on a need to know basis, kind of like a corporation sure. where Lucifer is the CEO, <laughs> the founder, the chairman of the board. Sure. So, so, um, at the highest level, and we know this from reading the, the, the documents behind the founding of the United Nations and so many other organizations, you know, the, these people were uh, disciples of Madame Blavatsky, who openly promoted the worship of Satan. Absolutely. So, who would you say is there an organization or is it a group of secret individuals who would you say is running this thing driving it on a human level and and, and who is ultimately i know they're using lower level sources to, to sure. who's financing this right out of the vatican right out of the vatican that explain put a figurehead to that we can call right. it the pope but he's a figurehead much like any president or dictator right. 
but he is the figurehead for the structure. The Vatican finances and creates the governmental controls for the entire world. It doesn't matter the culture or the government. Everybody in lockstep takes their orders from the Vatican. If you were to look at our um, legal systems, no matter the country, they all derive from the legal system that is put forth by the Vatican. Now they have their minions that are sprinkled out and infiltrated into many organizations like the, like the Illuminati, but the short answer is the Vatican. They worship Saturn, the black sun. If you look at and look for images of Saturn in the clothing, in the adornments, in the temples, you will see representations of Saturn everywhere. This is the satanic worship of their false son, their false god, Saturn. That is where they derive their energy from, from that worship of their false god, Saturn. Now that sounds absurd. Most people would never put Saturn and the Vatican together. But it's easy enough to see. It isn't that occulted. Mm -hmm. And therefore, who's running CERN, who's pushing the agenda, comes right out of the Vatican. But at the same time, uh, uh, outside of the, the organizational structure of, and hierarchy of the Vatican, there are there are many Catholics like the late Malachi Martin mm -hmm. and others. Uh, who another guy who they say committed suicide, but it, by hanging himself. But that was that uh, very doubtful. Right, uh, Malachi Martin. Uh, a, a Catholic, and I believe he was a, a Jesuit, yep. uh, warned uh, um, as a, a Catholic apologist, he warned of the, of the incense of Satan penetrating the Vatican. And what he was saying, as you know, is that he was alluding, alluding it was his thesis, Malachi Martin, that um, Satanism had reached, had penetrated the, Va the Vatican. We reached an epoch. Right, right. So you're not saying all Catholics are... Certainly not. Right, okay. okay. We're talking about, if you will, a governmental structure. Right. A political, a theological structure. We're yeah. not attacking people. Right. But we're looking at the structure that was assembled and propagated by Satan himself and the direct, in-your-face worship of Lucifer by that hierarchy in that structure. Okay, so... We, so, so, so it, um, it, it, it's interesting to me because I get emails from every, everybody and, and, and you have one segment saying uh, it's the uh, Jews who are responsible for all the evils in the world and sure. uh, protocols of the learned elders of Zion and it's, some say it's the, the, the Vatican and there's this, this world of confusion. I don't want to totally get into that but sure. It is interesting, though, that the Vatican uh, has had a number of spokesmen, um, and I believe uh, the, the current pope recently made a statement, uh, and tell me if you know the statement, alluding to the fact of some kind of extraterrestrial mm -hmm. alien visitation. Mm -hmm. Tell our viewers about that. Well, he's come right out. The short response is that he said that should we be visited or discover or communicate with lands, which is a broad stroke term in itself, mm -hmm. he would welcome the opportunity, and I'm paraphrasing, to baptize another form of life, aliens. Where is that in the Bible? Right. That's my challenge to him.
And there's been a number of, they have a, uh, as I understand it, a, um, some kind of uh, Vatican ambassador, that's not probably the right word, program for ETs. Sure, and the UN. We have a UN spokesperson for the visitation by aliens that that person, I forget her name at the moment, but she is our world representative. Take me to your leader right. scenario. And then we uh, we have a, a number, and there's been prominent discussions among uh, a whole series of presidents in the last 20 years mm -hmm. where this um, agenda, uh, this scenario has right. played out. Ronald Reagan. Right. Yeah, Ronald Reagan. Good, yeah, Ronald Reagan would be one, and, and Clinton, and uh, Obama, and, and a lot of them. Sure. So, so those How? are hints. Those are tantalizing little, little, to the masses. Okay. Little hints. Yeah. So what do you tie that into the uh, CERN uh, collider and, uh, and tell us where you think this agenda is going? Well, I think we've addressed it to the extent okay. of opening the portal to communicate. Let's talk about maybe okay. someone else that everyone will recognize. Sure. That's Dr. Stephen Hawking. Yes, one of the okay. most renowned Great. particle physicists in the world, a mathematician. Okay. He made the statement, I'll paraphrase, but he said, we're addressing the agenda, the purpose of CERN. He said, you do not want to open this interdimensional gateway because you don't know what's going to come through. So would he have been, a, is, would you call him a critic of the, of the program? I would in the sense of their goal of disturbing the fabric of space. Right. Because he said that if we are able to tear the veil to go to the hadron, the, the God particle, so the back, Higgs boson. Oh, yes, right, right. They allegedly discovered this in the latter part of 2012 and into 2013. He said that if you disturb the Higgs field, which is part of this Higgs boson scenario, you could disturb that enough that you would create vacuums, a vacuum bubble that would envelop at the speed of light, not only this planet, but in the entire universe. Now, this is coming from an eminent scientist, mainstream scientist who's, who's saying an this. Who's an atheist. He's an atheist. Right. Now, that hasn't happened. It hasn't played out yet since the discovery of the Higgs boson. And I apologize for the lapse. But what he is addressing is this rift, this opening of this portal, this interdimensional gateway, because he recognizes that there are entities on the other side that should not be in our realm, that that barrier needs to be maintained. Wait, wait, Stephen Hawking recognizes that there yes. are entities? Yes. And has he, did he use the word entities or a similar word? He uses unknown energies. Unknown. Unknown energies, right? But he's referring to entities in our parlance. Okay, in our right. parlance. So, so he's concerned about unwanted visitors, yep. a home invasion, if you if you will, sure. from another dimension yep. by entities. That's correct. He's not the only one that's raised that issue. Okay, not necessarily vacuum bubbles, but this communication and this opening. So there are enough atheists oriented scientists out there who've been suppressed but you can find their statements on the internet this it, isn't conspiracy theorist right. origin these are mainstream people who are saying we really shouldn't do this in fact <laughs> the director said the director of the hadron collider program of the large hadron okay. collider as i said earlier said we don't really know what's going to happen when we open this portal but we're going to try anyway. We're going to do it anyway. 
I'm perfect. <laughs> Imagine that, eh? Normally, you want to test the waters before you do anything that's this with this much uncertainty. So, okay, as I talked about the show tonight, it seems like we have been going through a process of disarming the disarming the planet, disarming the globe, wiping out the military. 800,000 soldiers in the United States alone have been wiped out with this bioweapon. Now we want to compartmentalize societies in 15-minute city. This is a freaking jail. No more free and clear access. Okay, in Canada they want to disarm the guns from from the um, from the common citizen. S same in the United States because if you're armed, you can fight. So we need to start looking at things from a more heavenly approach, godly approach, interdimensional approach. The Bible talks about these interdimensional wars coming into the planet. Lucifer coming down, taking control. And for a short time, he does seem to make some sort of success by placing himself in the temple and calling himself God. That's when the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. But until then, we need to be prepared between now and then because there's going to be major, major, major disruptions in everything that we have come to rely on. And we can no longer depend on those systems any longer. Anything from clean running water to heat to power, this is all going to be, again, taken away and you're going to be subjected or subjugated into the system one way or another. And if you refuse, then you are at war with the system. That's where this is going. That's why I suggest lots of times to try to make connections and uh, networks with each other so that you can build some kind of uh, think, tank, think tank to come up with solutions. We may be needing to use electromagnetic fields, electromagnetic pulses, since this is what they're using to open the door. You may need to use some sort of nanotechnology to program nanites to be able to shut down operating systems. That, too, is going to be a weapon of, of, of you're going to have to think in terms. Guns, bullets, and bombs will only work to some level. Um... Yeah, don't prepare at the last minute. Get your ass in gear. Start getting your food supplies and everything that you think you're going to need, from the smallest knickknack to the most major thing. And start getting things, start researching things in terms of energy, magnetism, electricity, static charges, genetics. A lot of you say, well, that's not my cup of tea. Grow up on that. You're going to have to not necessarily make it your cup of tea, but at least become aware of what you're going to come up against because that's how they're going to hit you. They drop an E across America or Canada, there goes the power grid. What are you going to do for hydro? What are you going to do for communications? If they, again, poison the water table, what are you going to do for water? You got to have water. Next to oxygen, water is the next thing you need. You know, you know, if you can't get out of a major hub, then be then get with people that can that you can associate with to survive within the hub. You know, point this out today because this war is imminent. I don't see how we can avoid it. Now, God will protect his people, and I 
Jess, you always read the Gospels. That's the very first thing I say all the time, or the last thing I say at the end of the show. After I present what we're really seeing, go read the Gospels. Go read what Jesus had to say. Go read the book of Revelations. Go read the New Testament. Get familiar with that covenant. What would happen to the nano if there's a big enough EMP? If the, if the nanotechnology is out there, a lot of it would shut down. Unless it was encased in some sort of shielding to protect it from uh, being taken out. But it all depends on the intensity of the electromagnetic field because electromagnetic fields go through everything. If you take a microwave and you take out the magnetron and weaponize it, you can shoot that uh, the magnetic waves through a wall and you can hit your neighbor. Nothing can stop unless you got a, some sort of deflective material to disperse it. You know, so again, start thinking in terms, not just nano, start thinking in terms of genetics as well, because they're incorporated today. I have just met a group of 5,000 people unvaccinated living in close community. There you go. And like I said, these are the, these are the, and you need to get access with people that can get access or have things that you may need or may need to use to build your weapons or your protection. Um, well, if it's if the nanites are in your body and you hit it with an EMP strong enough, you, you won't shut down unless you've been injected. It will shut down. But what may happen is that the volume of nanites that are inside your body may overwhelm your system and you may feel like shit for a while until you purge it out. The technique, the, tech, the, the technology I'm using with the bucket, triangle, surgeon purge, and the spike work on the premise of either surging, spiking, or EMPing the technology. It doesn't take you out, it takes that out. But again, a strong enough EMP could make you nauseous because of the volume that you all have inside of you. So keep that in mind. Anyway, I look, I'm looking at the time here, and we are getting near the end. Uh, this is one of those shows that I wish we could keep going, but we've got a time limit. So, but anyway, let me re repeat myself again. Read the Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. Read what Jesus did. Pay close attention to the details. Read the book of Revelations uh, in regarding to the interdimensional wars that are coming. A um, uh, contract has been awarded to for purchase of C-22 full... Um, pistol, okay. Oh, really? So they want to take away the, the assault weapons. Isn't that interesting? Uh, option. Or they're going to buy them for the police. So that's what they're going to do. Okay. That's interesting. All righty. So anyway, read the Gospels. Read what Jesus had to say. Read the book of Revelations. Read the New Testament. Get familiar with the covenant. Get, get familiar, familiar in comparing what the Bible is saying in today's times and technology, you know, we're not living in the world of, we're living in the Disney Channel with, techn with technicolor technology that wants to assimilate you. Keep that in mind. All righty. Okay, thanks for tuning in. As I always say at the end of these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. So till the next segment, to your health. Take care. <laughs>